It's a pretty exciting time. North Texas schools are preparing to start the new school year, but this time around, they reopen, reflecting on the fact that earlier this year, according to the Texas State Teachers Association, more than 55% of teachers were considering a new career path. The classroom teachers are leaving the profession in droves, whether it be leaving districts to go to other districts, leaving the profession totally. There is just a shortage. Whether it's the pay, the hours worked, the challenges, of course, brought on by the COVID pandemic, or any number of other factors, teaching shortages are not uncommon as the first day of school gets closer. I'm Bailey Friday, and North Texas wants to know, why are so many educators leaving the classroom? We don't see that many candidates going into the colleges to go into education. They've seen the way that the educators are being attacked from all sides, and they see the low pay. You know, for the amount of work and requirement, they just don't want any part of that. The controversies that come up in the way these people are leading. That's Rena Honey. She's the president of Alliance American Federation of Teachers in Dallas. People have their own thoughts, their own ideas. They're, they feel like their lives are being put in harm's way and they're being required to do it a certain way. Many would love to stay and teach virtually. They have health issues, but as long as they're in a safe environment or they feel safe and they follow their, doc- their doctor's orders, then they're willing to continue. But not everybody can do that. And all districts can't do that. Honey taught in the Dallas ISD for 26 years before she eventually decided to leave and go to work for Alliance AFT. That's the largest education organization in the district, by the way. It's got more than 5,000 members. Honey says she left teaching in 2004. As the education center director doing professional development for teachers and support staff in Dallas ISD, had a fabulous time doing that. We grew. I, I truly believe that people that went through our classes did well and are still doing well, the ones that are still here. But then when I got into leadership, uh, became the president of the local, it was totally a different perspective. You know, and so still being able to be involved in education, see what's going on, continue to work with the practicing educators. Let's talk about the current teaching environment. Okay, it's different. We have hybrid options, which is making testing more difficult. And the debate on in-class learning continues to rage on. So right now, even the most tenured educators in the field struggle to make education the focal point instead of numbers. The pandemic, of course, changed the course of life for so many, and especially for our educational world, having to go to online learning, teachers having to balance online and in classroom at the same time for no additional money, the pressures, the, I mean, they stopped on a dime and pivoted not only with the way they practice, but how they were having to instruct, the different platforms having to modify, just so many obstacles that they have no control over. It has been just really a hellacious fight in the last several years to get, to keep education, the focus on kids and on their learning. 
and try to get away from the massive amount of testing. Pay is arguably the most important factor in a career. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, Texas has not seen a change in adjusted salary. That's right, 0% since the 1999 to 2000 school year. If teachers' pay in Texas has been stagnant for years, why is this surge in departures so sudden? Even though we were supported as a community, I, you have to get the community to be on board with paying teachers more. You know, and so then it comes down to like, are we okay with taxpayers footing the bill on that? Like, what do we, I don't know what the solution is, but I just know like, teachers don't get that enough. Nathan Lewis taught in the Lovejoy ISD for 15 years, but nowadays you can find him working as a software developer. My mother-in-law, she was a teacher in uh, Garland. Uh, She retired this past year. And I know that like something that she filled us in about, and luckily I didn't have to deal with this, but she was um, having to do some extra training that was like 160 hours outside of the school day and she was not being compensated for it. Why would we require that? We should not be requiring any professional to do anything like that and not be compensated. There's a lot of bureaucratic stuff that teachers have to deal with. Uh, It doesn't always feel like those things are pertaining to the most important thing, which is kids and putting kids first. And so whenever we're we're bogged down with all those things, after an amount of time, like that feels like it, it feels like it pulls you down as a teacher. Another former teacher I talked to says work-life balance was a really big factor in her decision to ultimately leave the profession she loves. For me, mostly it was time and just burnout. Laura Hunt taught music education for seven years, mostly in the Grapevine Colleyville ISD. Now she's an accountant. Band, kind of like coaching, is very time-intensive. You get to school very early, you stay late, you don't have a lot of pockets throughout the day to get anything done, and you're kind of glued to your phone contacting parents. So I was noticing that the time piece was just getting away from me, and I had friends and family and my husband who were earning a lot more money than me and working way less hours. I was in a place where I could financially, we had saved some money, where I could take the plunge and leave, so I did. Nathan was a percussion director for 6th through 12th grade. Not only did he teach students how to play the drums, he also spent a lot of time directing the drum line. If I estimated my hours, saying I was working 80 hours a week was probably generous. It was probably more than that. With like football games and going to like, you know, weekend contests and everything and uh, before and after school practices, it's kind of, it's a lot. It was good. It was fun. Music is, is my passion and teaching kids is, it's high up on my list of favorite things to do. So we did it as, uh, you know, as a young couple, uh, it worked fine. And my wife's also a teacher. She teaches in Frisco. And uh, when we had kids, I started to kind of feel like I was missing out a little bit on them and seeing them grow up uh, just because I was spending so much time away from them on school buses driving to faraway places. So (laughs) that was the biggest catalyst for me. Most people think, oh, why should teachers complain? They get three months off in the summer. That doesn't happen anymore. The requirements for professional development having to work two and three jobs to make ends meet for themselves and their families, the high cost of living, property taxes, rent, home ownership. It's just a whole conglomeration of things that play into the picture that people are trying to find a different way to maneuver and still keep their mental health 
still keep their physical health in good condition so that they can do their best work. Inadequate pay and insufficient free time, those are two things no one wants. They've also been known troubles for instructors. But a new obstacle might have been the push that led many to actually leave teaching behind because that is not an easy task for someone who's passionate about something. A survey by the Texas chapter of the American Federation of Teachers revealed that only 12% of Texas educators said they were actually comfortable returning to school after COVID-19 cases grew over the winter holiday. I don't think I've ever seen that in my educational history, ever. And I, I think it's very rare, and I don't think it's only happening in North Texas. My final year of teaching was the school year after COVID had broke out which put a damper on a lot of the activities that we were doing as, as, uh, as band programs across the, across the country. We were not doing basically any contests. So my Saturdays were suddenly free. We were not traveling to away football games, which uh, gave me a lot of time back. And so I realized in that semester back after, after we'd gone back to school that like I was enjoying a lot more time with my family. And so it was not because of COVID, but I think COVID probably opened my eyes to the possibilities of how much time I could recoup with my family. I think the pandemic really shone a light on things. For me personally, I didn't realize I was burnt out and I didn't realize I had been overworked until spring of 2020 when school shut down for those three months and I was forced to stay home. I was forced to work less hours. I couldn't contact my, I, I couldn't work as much where I realized, oh, this is what it's like to work a normal 40 hour work week. This is kind of great. <laughs> so, and then going back to uh, teaching in 2021, then you're mixed with all the COVID restrictions and it made it even harder to teach and then kids in and out of your classroom. It just made it so much worse. I, I think there's a big revolution in like work reform um, where people are really starting to advocate more for higher salaries, not just in teaching. I think that just shone a big light on it. So it just kind of exploded there. An explosion. And that's exactly what happened in North Texas when teachers started to resign at numbers never seen before. School districts so far have made at least 471 contract abandonment reports to the state. That's double the amount of last year's report. That means teachers are saying, that's it, I've had enough. And they are walking out the door in the middle of the school year. So in your opinion, do you think this is a one-year thing, or is this the new trend? I, at this point, it feels like it's a trend. It feels like it's going to keep going. Those first two or three semesters after COVID, I thought that it was maybe just something that was related to that. But it's we've just we've seen it continue, you know, over the last five semesters that teachers are still leaving, and and I know my. Uh, it's, it's, it's all anecdotal, but I, I know that like I talk to, I would say between two and three teachers every week that are thinking about leaving the profession. And I had no idea that it was so prevalent that people were actually considering leaving. Whenever I left, I thought that I was going to be one of very few that would actually consider doing something like that. Right. But I mean, these are at this point, I've gotten to the point where all of my, my friends have come to me and asked like, Hey, what are you doing? I hope it's not a trend. I want to stay optimistic because even though I left the profession, I, I really believe that we need good people teaching our students and our future generations. But I, I don't see this changing until changes happen with legislation. I think the, the biggest thing would be teachers are overworked. They feel underpaid, underappreciated. 
they need to be paid more and paid like a professional because right now you can be a teacher with 10 years experience and you can make less money than someone in an entry-level accounting position. And that's, that's kind of strange. So I don't agree with that. What can be done at the state level to address this amount of turnover? Well, I think number one, our legislators really need to listen. They need to have conversations with the educators, not listen to the lobbyists that pay their money, that pay the to get them elected, but they need to truly pay attention to what the educators are saying. They need to realize that we are still in a pandemic that there are still health concerns, not only for themselves, but for the students and their families. There are outlying conditions that our educators have no control over that the government and our legislators are, they're moving right along as if nothing's happened. You have to do this and this is how it's gonna be done, but they're not paying attention to our educators. Bottom line is teachers do not get paid for their time. Uh, in a way that's equitable. A lot of teachers are working multiple jobs and just to make ends meet. I, I couldn't tell you of, of many teachers that I know that take their summer time off. Most of them are taking that time to become better teachers. And I think that like we should we should recognize that and we should you know properly compensate them, whether it's like raising tax bases across the local areas so that we can so that we can support that or changing social uh, legis legislation at the statewide level to make sure that like we're uh, allocating money appropriately so that we could support teachers with that. I think that, that would be a great way to do it. If something ever happened in the future where teachers were able to teach, get paid more, have to work less, would you ever consider going back to that profession? Absolutely. That was my main thing was just pay and time. So for me, if I had been paid more, for my time, or if my workload had been less, I probably would have stayed. Oh man, it'd have to be comparable pay and it had to be comparable hours. And I don't think that's ever gonna happen with music education. So I, mostly because of all of the after hours time that's spent. So my answer would be no, <laughs> but uh, that's that's with me being like pretty optimistic and like, I don't think that things are gonna change that much for, for music teachers. In its last session, the Texas legislature passed a dozen education-related bills, many a response to the pandemic. In its next session, starting in January, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick put the regulation of school libraries on his list of priorities. We have to work together in this and stop working against each other. And we can do that if people will stand up, if they will take their responsibilities seriously, if they will go to the ballot box, be intentional, educate yourself a little bit, talk to people you trust, and be a part of the solution and not, of the part, uh, not a part of the problem by being complacent and not being involved. Your teachers are there to support your children. Um, I know there's been a lot of, you know, controversy in politics and teaching and what we're teaching in schools, but I believe in my heart that all teachers have a student's best interest in mind, um, and they're always coming from a place of wanting to do best for the kids. I'm Bailey Friday at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me on our new podcast, North Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
This episode was produced by Chris Blake and Savannah Jones. Original music by Michael Eisenstein. Editorial support from Cooper Mall. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan. 